This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello and welcome to Who's Up Podcasts. I'm Jacob and I'm here with Martin. Hi. And Freya. Hi. Just the trio this week. We're mixing it up because everyone is very, very busy. And also we're recording this past 10pm, so... It's, it's just one of those weeks. Late night podcast. <laughs> Anything could happen. No. <laughs> I'm about to say I'll go get my dressing gown. <laughs> this week, we're looking at The Ark in Space, which featured Tom Baker, along with The Pilot, which featured Peter Capaldi. So to start, Martin, stop grinning at the mention of Peter <laughs> Capaldi. <laughs> <laughs> so to begin with The Ark in Space... The Doctor, Sarah Jane, with new companion Harry Sullivan, arrive on a mysterious spaceship where everything's been shut down. Humans and suspended animation on escaping Earth to find a new world. However, this, is, this spaceship has been infested with alien insects made out of bubble wrap called the Wurin. Uh, I like this one. Yeah, I can't speak for everyone else. It's one of Tom Baker's best, like, everyone calls it his best. It is one of his best. I do love it as well. It's just great. I love the Wirren. I just love quite a lot of this story. I hadn't actually seen it before, but I do really quite like it now. Um, yeah, I think it's a pretty good one. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those episodes that just tries to tick all the boxes. It's a spaceship, it's this, and it's also a first outing, or first trip, I should say, for a companion. Because we have the fourth Doctor and Sarah Jane, as we all know very, very well. But we also have Harry Sullivan, who the was the imbecile. Sorry, yes. I put that in there. <laughs> it's a contractual obligation. Yep. But who is also a doctor, but just a medical one. I, I do want to say him actually, but it's I don't know how he deals with this in robots or in any future episodes. But he used his abilities as a doctor more times in this one episode. Then Yas has used her skills as a police officer in two series. Oh. I mean, he practically does every episode that he's in be a doctor. I mean, he's introduced, like, attending to the doctor post regeneration, and he's the doctor's doctor. So already more than Yaz. <laughs> <laughs> well, the do- who's the doctor's police officer? Just the Jadoon following her about. Well, they can go yet, into a TARDIS now, so yeah, why not? <laughs> and then never appear again. Yeah. <laughs> It, Re- Revolution of the Darks is going to be under your time as children, isn't it? Where every single week you find a way to smack talk it. And I'm okay with that. Well, I'm fine with that too. Let's do it. This is a new episode. We're going to find a way to smack talk it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But when we release our episodes, then we just pivot onto those. What? Oh, man. That Vilvella, she's a horrible character. Now. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> let's, let's talk Harry then, because. He's so annoying. Yeah. Yeah, we can't we can't like ignore that couple bits. Oh yeah, actually he is kind of fine, except for the misogyny. Like yeah. in the chat yesterday, I did threaten to hit him with my shoe at least four <laughs> times. But you um, took one shoe off and then took And then he said something else. Right. Took another one off. Yeah, I ended up shoeless and ready to throw hands. And then you took a third shoe off and we all got very, very concerned. <laughs> I was just that angry. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a bit like, yeah, it, it, it's it's a grey area because on the one hand, he is a guy from the 70s. so Or 80s. Know, or 80s, whatever. But, you know, 
that period was a bit how but yeah it's 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 a bit it's like when um moffat shoehorned in all those comments in twice upon a time and it's just like we get it but no the difference is you get it you hate women just can you stop that now (laughs) (laughs) you can agree that like he's a character of his time and it kind of makes sense to do that but then at the same time if you call sarah jane old girl again i am actually going to get quite mad at you (laughs) Well, he does as well. Yeah. This, this he does it scene. three times, I think, at least. But she says, oh, oh, God. Because she says to him, call me old girl again, and I'll spit in your eye. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great <laughs> line. Five minutes later, he goes, oh, girl. And I saw no saliva and was quite disappointed. Uh, she was gone by that point. <laughs> oh, my God. Just let Sarah Jane spit, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. You suck podcast after dark. <laughs> You know I didn't mean it like that. No, this is going to possibly be my favourite quote of the term, actually. But um, Why is it podcast po- number like... two of every term someone makes a joke like that? Because both podcast number twos have had Freya. <laughs> Wait, the other one wasn't No, the first one was Christian. That's <laughs> true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> anyway. I quite like the fourth Doctor and Harry, to be fair, like together. They they are pretty fun because it's it's basically just the doctor taking the mick out of Harry and just just going oh Harry you didn't notice this oh you're an idiot <laughs> oh you're so well, slow what's the quote Harry you're improving yeah yes yeah, so you're noticing things well you mustn't take any credit it's all because of me yeah exactly <laughs> it's just Which the is... charm and the comedy of the fourth doctor is pretty good is that just not Robert Holmes writing dialogue yes yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's considering this is like his well second episode, like the first big series of here with him, he just completely nails it right away. That's a point. Yeah, this doesn't feel like an introductory episode or even a second. This isn't into the Dalek or yeah. the Beast Below. It feels very the TARDIS theme feels completely on board, yeah, so to speak. It's like when, when I remember that Matt Smith's first recorded episode is Time of Angels, Flash of Stone, and you watch that and think, that can't be his first recorded episode. Uh, by chance, I watched it yesterday. Oh. And uh, I believe there are more clever ideas in that than Chibnall has used in two series, but I don't want to... I mean, I'm not wrong. You're no, it's obviously wrong. yes. <laughs> See, well, just the moment you get to a, a forest in a bottle and a spaceship in a maze, have I gone on a tangent in not baby pond? <laughs> I think it's fair to say that while the Ark in Space is very good, it's one of those you go, yeah, it's good, and then kind of move on. Mm. We haven't got many notes for this. The notes we have are stretched, and for most of it, talking about different episodes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I have put season 12 on there. <laughs> uh, well, should we talk um, the monster of this episode? I feel we're moving on very quickly. Ah, oh, the Wirren. But- yeah. <laughs> Bubble slug and the bubble wrap monsters. Bubble <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call Literally, it. Now. It's, it's just the I way mean, it just like goes along the ground. Yeah, it's just like clearly some people just crawling on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, no, you, it, you, it's very clear that there is someone inside, and the yeah. fact that you think have to think about that fact while they're all like pretending to fall around dead because this wiggly slug has just appeared in the doorway is quite funny. But again, it still technically is. The thing is possessing the human, so it is a cocoon around a dead human already, so... Yeah, yeah when you apply that, that logic, yeah, it sort of course-corrects the inevitability of all the costumes. Like, well, yeah, that's the point. 
Yeah. It's like saying, oh, that's Cyberman. He's uh, that's just, just a, a man. man in a cloth. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's listen. Yeah, forget Moffat trying to make Wi-Fi scary. This made bubble wrap scary. And then it will be used later in Kablam. I was <laughs> on the top. To be fair, on the topic of Chibnall hasn't had any unique ideas in two series. I do really like Alien Bubble Wrap. That's just that's great. Although and I have completely forgotten about it, so it is quite forgettable. Hmm. I mean, yeah. even, like the really sort of not great if, uh, like costumes and stuff, because this episode was like a really low budget and was very much affected by budget cuts and things, but it still delivered and still did really well. So it's like the opposite to the current series, even <laughs> though it looks like the current series looks so beautiful. <laughs> it's a word you've got to have the writing, even though it's Husok late night podcasts. God, we're really <laughs> slamming into the current series, aren't we? I know it's fun. I am slightly delirious right now, so it does add up. I do want to say, though, you're saying it's cheap. Like the actual set of oh, it's Space, the yeah. yeah, like the um, the stasis pods where it's the outlines of humans rather than any kind of. They've all got abs gamer. as well. They're all fit. <laughs> yeah, I quite like right. those because uh, yeah, I came into this a little bit late, and that was one of the first things I saw. And I was thinking, oh gosh, this set is pretty cool. Yeah. But I do think the cheap bits sort of add to the charm of it though, because it is part of the charm of classic Who when you go back to rewatch it from a modern perspective. Wobbly um, table from Moonbase last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's just quite sweet. And you and it reminds you that people put a lot of work into this and sort of worked with what they had, and it's like sort of a piece of art in its own right. It's it's kind of nice. It can ruin labor of love. Yeah. 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 Um sorry, I think we're all just in tandem staring at the notes are going. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I could talk about well. Christian's not here to talk about all the Nerva expansion in Big Finish, so we're all pretty like, oh, how much have you listened to, Fred? I don't even know what that is. Cool. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, like, this series, the series it was in, season 12, did have quite a nice arc to it, because after this, they go to Earth to sort of check, like, the climate and everything, like, oh, is this habitable now? Run into the Sontarans for, like, a short episode. Then they get intercepted by the Time Lords and have to deal with Genesis of the Daleks. And then I like how they it ends the series, they come back a few years later to try and get back to the TARDIS and then spoilers, Cybermen. <laughs> but is it all very is it like um your Hartnels or your Troutons where yeah, each it, episode it is directly one after the other? Because this one they transmit down to Earth. Sontaran experiment starts with them like arriving and going, Right, what seems to be the problem? And then they transmit <laughs> back at the end. And then start a genesis, the Time Lords intercept, and the Doctor goes, what the hell, where, where am I? What are you doing? <laughs> and then that episode ends with them leaving again via Transmat. It's it's all connected, and it's quite nice. That's, that's, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to draw another Chibble comparison, but because that was one of the rumours for Series 11, that it wasn't going to have the TARDIS. That oh yeah, this series, start the series does not feature the TARDIS at all. You don't see the TARDIS interior in the season. I realised that when I watched it, and I was like, oh. That is really weird, actually. That's yeah. really unusual because it's sort of the heart of the show. Like, it feels like home when they go back there. You think, oh, everything, everyone's safe and it's home and it's nice. But yeah, to not have that is a bit jarring, actually. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's bold, but I think it it certainly works. It's nice to, I think, in a show that is almost defined by the TARDIS, it's nice to go. Oh, you don't need to. I mean, yeah, it's not, not every episode requires it. 
No, it's like uh, the poet we is. Yeah, yeah he was. He's talking excellent. You can have all his inventions in one place and let it be said that if I ever become showrunner, I will tr- I will do my own take on the poet we is. Oh, I thought that one through. Also, I think that links into the idea like you don't necessarily even need episodes with the Doctor. I mean, things like uh, dare I say it, Love and Monsters. Oh no! Well, like Doctor Light episodes are actually quite good once you think about it. So it, you can have integral elements taken. Also, out. Doctor Heavy episodes. <laughs> Heaven sent. Gorgeous. <laughs> I do. I don't think I've said this on a podcast. This uh, we are totally on a tangent, but I don't care. We are. We'll be moving well, on to Baldi soon. So <laughs> yeah, well, I find it interesting that the three objectively best episodes of Moffat's entire tenure on the show are. Blink, Day of the Doctor, and Heaven Sent. I don't think that's in too much dispute. Yeah, no, that's fair. And Blink has practically none of the Doctor. Heaven Sent has only the Doctor. And Day of the Doctor has all the Doctor. <laughs> and I find it fascinating that it runs such a gauntlet. Yeah, he managed to do all of them and pull them off well. Like, usually each showrunner will have a thing that they do really, really well. But he managed to do all of it and pull it off, and it's actually really impressive. So, like, hate on him as much as you like, but yeah, I, 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 I love the man. <laughs> should we move on to Should we move on to his era in full? Because we yes. clearly got nothing to say about Ark in Space. <laughs> no, we just think it's neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's just, it's just like, yeah, that was nice. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> the Ark in Space is good. Oh no! Anyway. <laughs> Oh, Chris so is going to be sad we didn't have big finish stuff. <laughs> he should just be less busy in his life. Christian's going to kill me for not actually knowing things. Be Christian sad, has many but... reasons to kill all of us. but uh... So yes, the pilot. There were worse things I could get murdered for. <laughs> <laughs> Move on, Jacob. Indeed. <laughs> Stop trying to pad the runtime. So the pilot, this is the first episode of series 10, which is Peter Capaldi, and introduces Bill as a new companion, Freya stopped, <laughs> who studies <laughs> under the Doctor while trying to unearth the mystery of a girl named Heather, who has a strange obsession with a puddle. I like this one. I really do. I think this is a lovely little opener. It's it's an interesting one because I, I do and I don't like this. I, I like it because, well... It, I really love this TARDIS team. Capaldi, Bill, and Nardole are just so good. I wish they had more series oh, together because yeah. oh, the dynamic was just there. They are like next to Amy, Rory, and River. They are up there for me. Uh, yeah, but I agree with that. in terms of the plot, like I get it was just to introduce the characters, but it didn't really do anything. It was just like, oh, let's hop to another place. Now let's hop to another place. Let's contractually put the Daleks in because we have to every series. Let's go it's back. It's actually a contractual thing. I thought it was up until it's this massive rumor, but I don't well, actually I mean, know if it's true. Why else would they be like in like one cameo at least in every series? Because <laughs> I mean, it, 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 like I, I, I get it. Referencing Destiny was a very bold move, but <laughs> yeah, I do. I love that Destiny of the Darks was the first classic episode I ever watched. So I absolutely... the first classic DVD I bought. So I, I love it so much. It's one of my new favorites. I only watched it for the first time quite recently. And... I need to rewatch it. It's been years, but I remember the first time pilot, like the first time I watched it. I remember going and being like, "Oh, I know this reference." And my family just looking at me, going, "What?" <laughs> and that is. If I, I will say again, if I was showrunner and 
Sadly, I didn't get a chance to do this in uh, the first series, but I know in a second series I would go Daleks versus Mavellans because I think that would be very, very fun. There's a whole like opening because they had that in Destiny, and then next time in Resurrection they just completely go, "Oh yeah, yeah, we 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 lost that." <laughs> they never bring the Mavellans back, do they? No, it's just like, no, oh yeah, that, it's just that, like, oh yeah, that war happened. The Daleks were you know, battered. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, they'll get a reference in the remake of Resurrection. Maybe, yeah, I forgot they were doing that. Just for yeah, just for context, Russell T Davies' new drama, "It's a Sin," has him. I think it's in episode four. They remake part of Resurrection of the Daleks as one of the characters as an actor, and that, there's no reason that needs to be. That's just Russell T Davies being Russell T Davies. Yeah. I mean, I watched Queer as Folk, his other gay show, from what, like back before he brought Doctor Who back, and it's just chock a block with classic references, just because he can. It's great. But um, to go back to the pilot, okay, this is just the week of tangents, isn't it? It is. <laughs> They're good ones, though. I like it. <laughs> I feel like a fourth person brings us <laughs> into some kind of order. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It kind of depends on the person as well. If it's Christian, he'd mention enemy of my enemy. So. Oh, you suck. <laughs> okay. I got it in. You're welcome, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's go back to, like I say, this isn't a traditional um, series opening. It's a soft reboot in many ways. Mm. It's introduced, even though it's Moffat's last series, he rebooted the whole thing, you know, calling the episode of the pilot. Well, I mean, it's the series he didn't really want to do, but ended up doing anyway because he kind of had to. And then he had to revise the show because Clara had been here for three or like four years at this point. Everyone was bored of her. <laughs> So yeah, there was a certain he needed I mean, to I, like rejuvenate Capaldi's era and make it different. I, yet, I mean, yeah, still the same. I do love series nine, but there's a certain level of stagnation to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I loving how fresh it felt the first mm. time I saw this one, and despite it being the series that Moffat didn't necessarily want to do, it ended up being one of his best ones. I just love series ten. Like pretty much all of it is incredible to me. I mean, there are some that people don't like as much, but. Well, yeah, I debate which one I like more, nine or ten, because they both have this absolutely fantastic episodes and moments, but they also both have just not great moments. <laughs> like yeah, this series, good, the yeah. Monk trilogy, was a great like that letdown for me. But oh. <laughs> I suppose I like bits in that one, but overall, yeah. it's not the best one. I have to no. say. Yeah, I do well, think like Moffat would have ended stronger if he ended on Husbands of River Song, but I'm glad he got to write some more because I do like him as a writer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Plus the Missy content we got was good. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's beautiful. Like her entire arc is pretty much the entire reason I like this series the best. Not just because I like her, but because I think it's just a really good concept in itself. Mm. Yeah. Not going to mention Chibnall. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sasha so one's so great for now. No, I could... I know what you're going to say, and I will be able to write about that for an entire extra hour, so just don't. Okay, let's well, move on. <laughs> without saying anything, Freya, we can save that for a future episode. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, so, part of you have saying the series arc, so again, we have Capaldi in a fixed location. We have him at, uh, I believe it's St. Luke's University. Somewhere and he's guarding... Yeah, who cares, it's Bristol. And he's guarding <laughs> the vault. <laughs> 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 gotta be honest that wasn't intentional oh, sure the insult 
<laughs> but he's yes, he's guarding a vault with something mysterious inside. I wonder what um, it is. Well, I, remember I remember the speculation behind it. It was quite interesting what people thought. I'm trying to remember exactly. I think Hart, uh, the first Doctor was there because mm. way before Twice Upon a Time and that ending of Doctor Falls, there was this big rumour that David Bradley was coming back as William oh, Hartnell. Yeah. So some I didn't people believe thought it. it's going to be. <laughs> I didn't believe it. And so that was a genuine nice... Well, I'll talk about it later when, when we'd actually do that episode. Yeah. But yeah. I think... Um, Missy was definitely on the list. The, ma- the Missy and the ma- or the Master was one Yeah, John Seems Master was on there as well. Yeah, because I think in one of the trailers he looked like he was wearing a stray jacket, so people were like, oh, he's probably in the vault. Oh, that's true. No, I, I remember I got it right purely by accident because it was half wishful thinking and half like, I guess this would make logical sense, and I didn't really think mm-hmm. too much into it by going on like I think, and stuff, I think I it was like... Uh, right, just by mistake. Okay. Yeah, I think it was about knock knock when I realised it was Missy because there was a scene where she's playing the piano to Nardole like in response. <laughs> oh yeah, that that was the bit that sort of confirmed it for me. It's at the end of knock knock, and the doctor comes back with Mexican, and he yeah. says something about how children die in the story that he's got to tell her, and she plays Pop Goes the Weasel back, and yeah, that yeah. was when I went, yeah, I know it's her. Like, I was like, that's got to be the only character wasn't, I know that would do that. Wasn't there also a shot in the trailer? I think it's from Live the Land. Where she's lying on top of a piano. Yeah, yeah. And some people made that connection of, oh, it's the piano in the vault. Uh, Should we talk about the spoilers now? Because I feel like, um, did we have a spoiler warning before this episode, by the way? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is absolutely topical now. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. like with series 10, spoilers, <laughs> even though we've said everything right now. <laughs> God, it's good at this. But no, I remember, fi- like, so I was excited. No defense, I'm not when- hosting this one. Yeah, shut up. Um, <laughs> I was excited when I heard the news that, like, John Sim was confirmed. And I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. But I was also annoyed when I I knew which episode he was going to be in. So it did kind of minimize the impact of that. Well, yeah, let's save that discussion because we could go on for 10 minutes. Yeah, that was, it was for later. Let's discuss, actually, let's... No, I'm going to save that as well. I'm going to save the Johnson discussion completely because there's a lot I could say. But let's just go on to miss it. Where... Oh, is that too? It I don't it think it's revealing that Missy would have, was going to be in this series was a big, massive spoiler because she was inevitably going to come back. She, I, What I'm annoyed about the most, like there wasn't answered, is because she kind of was involved with the events of Hellbent and it never was addressed. They just said it's it in not... hell by going, oh, Missy could have been involved in this. And then it was just like, okay. Well, it's, um, in regards to Hellbent, it's because she was involved in Death in Heaven. It's because she got the Doctor and Clara together. Yeah. That kind of ends there, and it's just a follow-up. Hellbent is just reiterating the point. But like, I wanted to see her in Hellbent. <laughs> that would have made it, like, ten times better. Mm. I think the point, if you're going to pick on anything Missy in Series 9, it's that the cliffhanger to Witch's Familiar isn't resolved. She's just surrounded by Daleks and does the Michael Caine impression. Yeah, but it's another one of those master dies but doesn't. That's the whole point with the master. Like they just turn up, go, well, I'm gonna do a thing, and then pop up like a bad penny. Like it's Chibnall never answered how Dewan got out of that ultimate dimension thing. Uh, he's probably not gonna answer how he got off Gallifrey, you know. It's just it's just gonna happen and it's gonna be like, surprise, I'm back. And they didn't even answer how he got to be him and Big Finish had to tie it up. Yeah. Which we'll get to talk about, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> so pumped. Yeah, but um, 
but I it, they they did they did reveal a bit too much for series ten, and it's not their fault. I know. I think like it got leaked multiple times, and then they just thought, you know what, why not? There you it, go. The room the rumor leaked. Then it, it was flying around the internet. Then the BBC said we're going to release a trailer, but there's going to be a spoiler warning in the trailer, so you've got time to look away. Oh, uh, but then it got then, spoiled anyway. Then they got. <laughs> then they just announced it officially. Yeah. But also, what kind of spoiler warning is that? It, on an individual level, it works. But it's it like implies the Tom no Holland media. One. It implies no. Well, Spider-Man: uh, Far From Home. It's just like, oh, by the way, if you haven't seen Endgame yet, <laughs> yeah, don't watch this. <laughs> People just diving out the cinema window. <laughs> yeah. It's. Have we? You know what we should talk about in this podcast? Yeah. Doctor Who. <laughs> I think we should try talking about Tom because we now moved on to Tom Holland, which I will agree is a very good topic. Over, it's not quite relevant. <laughs> I do believe. Right, what can we? Let's talk Heather then. Let's talk Bill and Heather. I was going to talk about how much I love Bill and Heather. They're just they're right. Just okay, so you, sweet. You can't see Freya's face it now, but I can only describe it as dreamy. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's just so nice to have like proper lesbian representation in Doctor Who that is not like interspecies because <laughs> I mean I love Jenny Vastra but like they, they make a lesbian couple and then one of them just happens to be a lizard like it's quite nice to have a couple where yeah. like they're both human and they're not interspecies not interspecies or series 11 mm. oh, don't even start <laughs> I don't. It's just okay. But yeah, well, here's a question for you, Fred. Does does it bug you how the representation is done? It's quite obvious, and yet never uses the word gay or lesbian. How do? What do you think about that? I wish they had just called her a lesbian at some point. But then, if they were going to put in a scene where she had to do that, it would make it a bit too obvious. If you know what I mean? Like, I wish they'd use the word and actually defined her but then also if you think about it like a lot of people won't necessarily have to do that in their day-to-day lives you might just say something like oh men aren't where i keep my eye actually and that kind of makes sense but it it could have been done differently but i quite like how it was done like i'm fine with it well i personally i don't think episode one has to but i think something like knock knock where it's like one of her male housemates comes onto her and she does the same, or oh, actually not really into men. That's the point you could say, oh, I'm gay. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That could have worked quite well then. It's, it's one, one of the they notes. Did find a lot of ways to say it in the series. One of the notes <laughs> I made in my series. Yeah, one of the notes I made for myself is that the companion would explicitly say at least once that he was gay. Mm. And also on. I think three occasions. Like sometimes it is vague. Some episode two has the line, "If it's any consolation, I don't swing that way." Well, then episode yeah, three. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in the episode. It's great. But then episode three has um, a woman in the suit hanging around with a gay guy. I can't wait to see their faces. <laughs> episode three has my best dialogue. Just putting it out there. <laughs> Trying to remember which one that is, to be honest. I still haven't Three. heard that. One. Uh, episode actually, oh, is it wrong to tease? I, the, is it wrong to tease the audios on? 
Honestly. Well, you I, have now. Can, there you go. <laughs> yes, Jim. Well, actually, Martin, I can say you are in that one, but you were cast after the read-through because there was a role I forgot to cast. Ah, okay. You're playing a butler in that episode. I can reveal that episode has a butler. Oh, yeah, I said but we, practice we got to that scene. Yeah, actually, that line of dialogue, one minute, hang on, is right before the butler is introduced. Mm. And that's when I went in the read-through. Whoops. <laughs> to cast them. Oh, cool. <laughs> Anyway, sure, we'll, we could move on to questions now, I'd say. We're yes, I think, once again, the pilot is a nice little episode. It's a good opener. It's a lovely companion introduction. To quote it's a not... line from one of the podcasts, it's comfy who. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. I'll agree with that. They do. Oh, actually, I do want to make one more point of um, the ending of the memory wipe. Oh, lack yeah. thereof. That was gorgeous. That was so the, nice. The doctor saying he has to wipe Bill's memories, which raised the question: Has he ever done that before? Yes. In the seventieth, because I think he might. Have. Donna. No, no. I mean, <laughs> while he's been on Earth. Definitely. Do you think that all the people who found him and he's gone? You know Ooh. what? Oh, like, that's never, a point. Yeah. It's never stated. How it's many people has he done that to? Or... He looked far too used to it. Well, yes. no, it, I think it was wrong, more... Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, he probably did do that, but I think it was more hinting towards Hellbent going, Clara did this to him it's, to it's save the same him. same way. Yeah, but that's like, what stopped him. He had yeah. to have the memory of that that was actually quite a traumatising experience for him that was sort of bleeding through for him to actually stop and go, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. And it's, it sort of gives the impression that he might have done it before. It's similar to how... In the snowman, you have Vastra's one-word test that she gives Clara, and the doctor implies that it's happened before. There have been other people gone looking for the doctor. They've been given the one-word test, and it's just not worked. Uh, Clara yeah. is just the first person to find the right words, mm. as is Bill in this scenario. Yeah, Actually, That is a good point, because I think the doctor in like darker periods, sort of isolating, would probably do something like that. So when they just want no one around them at all um and i just haven't found the right person yet and people stumble across them and then obviously shenanigans would ensue but they're just not the right person then he gets silently and judged by the pictures on his desk <laughs> <laughs> river just going sort off <laughs> actually i love the pictures on the desk hmm. Can I, just I will say one criticism about it it was when 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 the doctor and Bill are first talking and Bill goes why me and he says because I noticed you and it zooms in on Susan's face. What's the point of that? <laughs> I feel like she they they can be quite similar because Susan was sort of like always very bright, curious, like for knowledge and information and just sort of had a a need for adventure. I guess hmm. she was always like around her teachers wanting that extra like or or it's foreshadowed twice upon a time in that bill and susan are the only two companions the doctor has said deserve a jolly good smack bottom (laughs) (laughs) well i was gonna say like people did theorize that bill could be susan uh but so that was some kind of foreshadowing there i mean yeah it was completely disproven everyone was like please don't do that moffat don't do that and he didn't thankfully um thanks for that connection though that's um that's gonna Who's like after dark mind? Who's like after dark? Should we move on to questions? Please. <laughs> well, this one. Um, I saw Christians something added, by the way, whilst we were talking. And we're going to ignore them. Oh. So, this first one, I've. Um, 
Well, Mark, do you want to do this one? Because I think you understand it better. Well, this one's from Christian. The first one. Okay, well, what, what I think about reusing the Nerva station and things for stories, like for future stories. Well, yeah, yeah. I think it works. I've only seen Revenge of the Scythemen from that. So I think that works because, well, they were just going back to the TARDIS at that point and then got sidetracked because Cybermen were there. So like, oh, we've got to deal with this first. Um, I've not listened to any of the Nerva stories, so I have no idea. I've, apparently they're good, I think. I don't know. Um, he did make the satellite five connection as well, Christian. Which, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I kind well. of different just... thing though, because I don't know when. It's... When was when was that episode set? Because it was far future. Two hundred year, two hundred thousand, and then two hundred one hundred. Oh, so that's even more in the future from uh, uh, when Arc Space is set. Then. Yeah, but again, no one has high on. Oh, no one remembers that episode anyway. It's kind of. And there is a quote in the writer's tale. Oh, it's been a while since you've referenced that. (laughs) It's a quote from Robert Holmes, I believe. Let me find it. It's, I believe it's something along the lines of, we only use original ideas on Doctor Who, but not our original ideas. Well, you find that quote. Do you want me to answer the question about the trolley problem? (laughs) No, but you can ask the second (laughs) question about cryogenic sleeping. Oh, with linking to sleep no more. Again, that's oh, kind of okay. different. Yeah, you mean I get to dunk on that? Yeah, I'd love that. I mean, you can if you want. <laughs> it's underrated. I, I agree. I, I reference it as my second episode. Uh, but like, it's a different thing, though, because the uh, sleep pods in Sleep No More were about to eliminating the need for sleep and basically monetizing from that, whilst the cryogenic pods are cryogenic pods. So... <laughs> They're, they're just... different things. That question is void. Next. <laughs> did, did Emily write it? I think so. I can't remember. <laughs> we're not. We're not doing the next question. Uh, it's not... too long to read. I can't be bothered. But Nardole will That's... definitely call the doctor naughty. And I, I will let the without, listeners think. I think without context, yeah, that works perfectly. And yes, can well. I confirm the quote? We only ever use original ideas on Doctor Who, but not necessarily our original ideas. Yes. So I was right on that. Sweet. But I think that's very. So if you look at my series as well, the amount of things, not even intentionally, but sometimes I'll have an idea and six months down the line go, oh, that's been done. Yeah, it's it's amazing how much has actually, well, I mean, it's not surprising. It's been on, the show's been on for like almost 60 years now. <laughs> I will say just as a teaser for something I'll never write, that um, the other day I came up with an idea for it, like a Moffat-esque monster that I don't think's ever been done and would be incredibly creepy. I'm just going to put that out there. Nice. <laughs> I think we should end up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yes, I think we should. And it's an incredible tangent. If you've got any information from this podcast, congratulations, because we didn't. <laughs> Next week, I think we'll hope to be a bit more focused because we have Battlefield, which is a Sylvester McCoy episode. Great and episode. In a coincidental but fortunate bit of scheduling, A Good Man Goes to War. It's also episode, an even great episode. And, yes, and follows on from the Impossible Astronaut Day of the Moon. And I'm so going to be back to cause more chaos. <laughs> we will see, because it's possible two weeks from now you can cause even more. Oh, um, that's the podcast. Oh, that's yeah. the one. That's going to be the best one. <laughs> so, Freya, we will see. Which oh, was in two weeks? Well, we'll you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. I, like, I, I do understand why you tease us a lot, Jacob. It's good fun. 
And I think we'll end it there. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> bye bye. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.